The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Gemara, Baba Metziah, Dath Lamed Gimel. Today's daf is being studied. Le'anu Neshmat, Abraham Ben Esther, Ruh Hashem, Tanim Hennu, Begana Eden, Amen. Again, today's daf, Lamed Bet, Amud Bet. We are starting at the fourth line, after they get wide, last word on the line. The word Tashema. Tashema, when the sugya of here of, but let's try to prove one way or another. Is this concept over here of cruelty to animals? Or maybe it's only You have the behema belongs to a goy. The animal belongs to a goy. And the load belongs to a Jew. Okay, so the, the, the product belongs to the Jewish person. He's discussing now loading the uh, animal of the goy. So it says, V'hadalta. Well, even this case must be talking about unloading. Because we're dealing with Tzad Bala Chaim. Tzad Bala Chaim always is unloading. Because the animal is, uh, has the weight on its uh, back. So the Gebaran says, V'hadalta. You don't have to. The animal of the goy, you don't have to uh, unload it. Uh, so what do you see? The E amat. What do I care? Animal's an animal. Why should you stop? Why don't you have to do anything? The brightest thing should be, you should help. We shouldn't discriminate whose animal it is. The brighter was not talking about unloading. The brighter was talking about loading. Loading is not a Tzar Balachayim issue. And they were talking about a Be'ma Avagoy. So the Hadush of Ba'ita is a Be'ma Avagoy. You don't have to load. Even though the product belongs to Israel. You're talking about loading. Be'ma Sefa. I'll bring you a question from the Sefa. Be'ma Israel. The reverse case. The animal belongs to a Jew. Umasui Ovet Kuchavim. Azov to Azov. And what I says, that you have to, you have to help. The animal belongs to a Jew. Even though the load belongs to a Goy. The Gebrah is assuming that if you're loading the Chaura, you don't have to load a Goy's product. So therefore, it doesn't make sense to the, uh, the Sefa. Why would it say, in the Sefa, if it's talking about loading, that I have to load the Goy's product on the Jewish animal? It says, Mishum Israel. Yeah, the reason why you have to do it over here is, not because of the Goy, you're right. From the Goy's animal standpoint, you wouldn't have to load it. But it's Sa'ar to the Jew over there. Because he has to wait until the animal gets... So he has to load his goods on the animal of the Goy. So he has to wait there. So it's Sa'ar for him to wait there. So therefore, do it to alleviate the, the, Jewish, uh, the Jewish guy. Uh, you worry about Sa'ar Israel. So again, if in the Resha, where it's talking about where it's the... Uh, the Resha's case was, and the product belonged to the, to the Jew... So therefore, also the Jews tsar. The chareish should be able to be tohen because he wants to wait till you load up the, the animal with his goods. Why don't you say it's tsar over there? I figure it's not me. Resha bechamar oved kochavim. The resha is talking about that the behemaz an oved kochavim, right? Goyz behema, and he's a hamar. He's like the um, what do you call hamar? The driver. So so he's doing everything. 
which means it's his responsibility to, to ride the animal and load it. And therefore, you don't have a, 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 a responsibility to help the Jews not there. The Jews not there. The guy is there alone. And he's, he's, he's a driver. He's in charge of going to pick up the goods and loading it. The Jews not standing over there. So therefore, you don't, you, you don't, no, no deen of uh, Azov to Azov. Sefa Bechamar Yisrael. But the Sefa, where it's a Jewish animal, we're talking about where the, the Jew is the driver. So therefore, it's sa'ar for him to wait. Because he wants to load his animal and get on the way. So therefore, in the Sefa, there's sa'ar Yisrael, because the Jewish guy is the driver. And in the Rishah, the guy is the driver. And therefore, there's no tsar for the Yisrael. The Gemara says, my Paskat, who told you to learn like that? I mean, you're making what's called okimtot. You're making uh, uh, assumptions on, on the cases. So the Gemara says, stamad because it's fair to assume, inish batar hamre azil. A person goes after his animal. Whoever's animal it is, that's usually the one that is driving. So therefore, in the Rishah, the animal belongs to a goy. Stamad, he's doing the driving. Therefore, there's no tsar for Yisrael. He's not there. The guy went to make a delivery. He went to pick up his goods. Therefore, there's no tsar for Yisrael. And it's tiny now. There's no mitzvah to help the guy. The sefa is the Jewish animal. He's doing the picking up. Oh, therefore, you have a mitzvah. Tell him because he has tsar. He wants to load his animal. He does not want to wait. You could assume the, the, whoever the animal belongs to, he is the, the driver. The Gemara says, very strong question now. What was the language of the Braita? The language of the Braita is you have the behema of a goy. Uh, and they, uh, the product belongs to a Yisrael. The Hadalta. It says, Hadalta, you don't have to, you don't have to help. Right? Now the word, and we learned what it's talking about, loading. It's talking about loading. Because we don't want to get involved in Sarban Haim Deoraita. It's not talking about Allah's one loading. But the words, the Hadalta, that word is written in the Pasuk of unloading. So therefore the Gebarah's question is, how could you say, that the Braitha is talking about unloading, it's using terminology from the Pasuk of loading. Stop. Those languages are by unloading. So therefore it is a Tsar Balachayim question. It's written by Pirika. Therefore we go back to our question. Must be that Tsar Balachayim is not the Oraita. Because we see what? The Braitha must be talking about unloading because it's using the word. Refrain, and it's saying by Bay Mavago, you don't have to do it. So you see what? We must, we must not be concerned about Sabal Hayim. Amar le, Hamani, who's the author of this Braita? We are saying, Yili, Damat Sahar, Bale, Hayim, Nabde Oraita. Really, I'll tell you, it's talking about unloading. Like, like, like the last short of the Braita's Mashma. Oh, what about Sabal Hayim? Oh, that Braita is going to be your sin. And the Biyot says of the opinion that said Sar Bala Chaim is not the Uraita. I mean, don't bring me a ra'ayah to what the rabbis hold. This Uraita is Da'at Yahid. It's the opinion of the Biyot say. And the Biyot says, that's why he says, you don't have to help the goy uh, unload the animal. Why? Because Sar Bala Chaim is a drabbanan. So therefore, there's no deen. In the Sefa, the reason why you have to unload is because it's the, it's the Jews. A Jewish animal, yeah, yeah, you have to, have to uh, unload. You have to help him. He's the driver. And there's in the Shah, the guy. You don't have to worry about the animal. Oh. Good. Tashema. We have a bright. 
אוהב לפרוק ושונא לטעון. אמס קייס. You have because you have the animal factor. But in this case, the Gemara says, Mitzvah besoneh. Help the enemy load. Why? Kedel lachuf et Yisro. Break your Yetzirara. You're not supposed to hate people. So therefore, break it. So overcome your Yetzirara, that's more important. You're not allowed to hate people either. Uh, so it's says, you're talking about you're hating him because you're allowed to hate him. He did avera. He did some type of alayot. So then what's the Yetzir then? If you're allowed to hate him, so the Mephashim explained, because when you hate somebody in the same Shamayim, you hate him because he made a sin. You're allowed to hate him because of that, let's say. He hates you back. It's just no human nature. Then you hate him back for what he hates you. That's why he's not Hashem Shamayim. That extra measure of uh, sin'ah, that's what we're talking about over here. So therefore, control that. So therefore, go help him. It's a bigger mitzvah to break your yetzer than it is to help your friend unload the animal. So the Gemara says, <laughs> If you tell me Tzara Balachim is Deoraita, Ha'adifle. Then when you tell me Tzara Balachim is Deoraita, how could you opt for the unloading over the loading? Gemara says, it doesn't matter. Still, when it comes to breaking the Yetzirara, that's more important. Which I can even argue, yet Tzara Balachim is Deoraita. But when you have an opportunity to break your Midot, to break your bad habits, that's even more important than the animal. Tashema. Rabbi Baita. Soneh she'amru. Okay, this soneh we just said. Guy, you have an enemy. Soneh Yisrael. Ve'lo soneh ovet kuchavim. Ah, so it's talking about over here, what? You have a soneh, he's Yisrael, but it's mashma, that if the guy was a goy, you don't have to unload his animal. You, you don't have to to, to, to help him. Soneh she'amru, right, says, Ohev lefrok, v'soneh leton. Oh, no, that was before. At this point, we're in the pasuk. We're in the pasuk. That's going to be the answer to the Gemara. We're in the pasuk. The pasuk says what? Uh, you have to help the guy unload. Okay? So, the Gemara is saying, oh, who do you have to help unload the animal? Only you ohev. But not a soneh. I'm sorry, even a sunnah. Again, the Torah says, you see a guy with an animal, and it needs to be unloaded, help him. And we're learning it's even talking about a sunnah. Right. The Pasuk says, even if it's the hamor of your enemy. Which enemy are we talking about? The Gebra says, It's talking about, well, he's Jewish. Oh, but not a goy. Exactly. If you tell me Tzara Ba'alachayim is Doraita, what do I care who the enemy is? You care about the animal. You thought this statement over here is talking about the Soneh of the Torah? No. When the Torah, when the Torah comes along and says, Hamor, Soneh Acha, that over there, we're not, we're not, we're not discussing that uh, 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 case. The, the soneh in this case that we said, soneh she'amru, is soneh Yisrael, and not soneh goy, is on the bright that we just gave a case of. Ohev lefrok, 
The bright that we just gave. You have your friend to load and your enemy to unload. Which enemy are we talking by unloading? The enemy who's a Jew, not an enemy of a goy. Because if it was an enemy of a goy, there's no deen of ta'ina by a goy. By loading, you're right, the Torah is no difference between a goy and a, and a Jew. But the Torah says, Hamor Suna'acha, because it's talking about loading. I'm sorry, unloading. Unloading is no difference. Goy, Jew, uh, so would we make a hadith between goy and a Jew over here? That's in the case we just said. Your friend to load, to unload. Your enemy to unload, to, to load. To load. Uh, that enemy. That enemy that we said, do, do, the, uh, do the loading, uh, that's a Jew. But not a goy. So hadush, a goy, you don't have to load. Because there's really no sign about the haim over there by, by loading. Okay, good. That doesn't make sense. So therefore, this, this deen of here, or heavy Israel, and so or heaven is soneh by the choice is by Jews only. But if the uh, goy was the soneh, then you have no mitzvah to help him load. But in unloading, when the Torah says soneh, ben Israel, ben goy, because unloading will say salam alaykum could be the oraita. That's what we're answering. Good. Tashema. Oh, rovets. Okay, so it says what happened. The animal. You guys see your friend's animal, whatever it may be, an animal. It's crouching. It's crouching under its load. It can't, it can't handle the load. So it's rovets. It's so Only a rovets, which it does it once in a while, but not that it's nature. If the nature of the animal is to be a rabtsan, uh, just a lazy animal, it always just uh, crouches down, you don't have to help that animal. Only rovets when it's a unique uh, situation. Rovetz, velo omed. Also, Rovetz has to be crouching, but not just standing. Tahat masao, velo meforak tahat masao. No, velo meforak. That's how we have to understand what that means. It's only when it's crouched, when it's loaded on its back. But not when it's crouched and the load's on the floor. What was that? When the load's on the floor, you have another mitzvah, you have a mitzvah to load. So we don't know what this means over here. Okay, we'll wait for the Gemara. Tahat masao, under its load, masuish yachol la'amodbo. Only talking about where the load is a load that the animal normally can sustain. Now, if you're going to say sabal haim's deoraita, mali rovetz, mali ravtsan, mali omed, what do I care? What do I care if the animal normally crouches? Bottom line, the animal's in pain. What do I care if the animal's crouching or standing? Bottom line, the animal's in pain. Well, you, you can't make this hadukim. If you say tzab al-Ram is right, to get the stress off the animals, it's mitzvah in the Torah. What do I care? Rafzan, if it's a, it's, a, it's a croucher, or what do I care if it's a normal, if it's standing? Bama, the animals are pain. This bright, I get it, back to the Biyosei. The Biyosei was the tzab al-Ram is Rabbanan. That's why it's not going to be mahmir in these cases. It makes sense to say it's the Biyosei. Dikhtani, tahat masui, one of the cases in the Brayta was, if the animal is holding an excessive load, you don't have to help it. That was the Mishnah, by the way. Whose opinion in the Mishnah was that excessive load? Ptur, Rabbi Yosef. And that's what it says in the Brayta. So it makes sense this Brayta is following Rabbi Yosef. Because, because of that case. Oh, and we know Rabbi Yosef's opinion by Tzad Bala Haim is Drabanan. That's why, in this, that's why there's exemptions. Hold it. Can you say that this bright is going like the Biyosei Gedeli? 
Ve'aketan isefah Tachat masui Ve'lo mefurak Tachat masui Only when the animal has the um, The load on its back But not when it's mefurak Not when it's on the floor Not when it's already unloaded My love My love mefurak Oh My lo mefurak What does it mean? Lo mefurak Irimah lo mefurak Klal Right If it means That It's not Doesn't have the load on its back at all Meaning it's on the floor Ha'ketiv ha'kim takim ermo you have another mitzvah. You have a load. How could you tell me you're patur, right? When it's when it's when it's not on the animal's back, you, 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 you're patur from unloading, but you're hayav to, to load. I could give the right to say patur. Ela pshita lo meforag bechinam ela b'schar. That's what it means. When it says that when it's on the floor, you're patur, meaning you're patur to do it for free. Ela, you're allowed to charge. Now, who's the opinion that says that when it comes to Ta'ina, you're allowed to charge Rabbanan? It's the rabbi's opinion. So how can you say that this bright is going to be Yosei from, from that case over there of where it says, if it's on the floor, you're patur. And the only way we can explain you're patur when it's on the floor means you're patur from loading it for free, then you can ask for a price. That's Rabbanan. How can you say it's the bright then? Right. When it comes to that law, Rabbi Yosef agrees to the rabbis. He argues with the rabbis when it comes to an excessive load. Excessive load, Rabbi Yosef says patur. But when it comes to the deen of loading for free, he agrees with the rabbis that loading can charge. So if I have no problem, you can say the bright is indeed Rabbi Yosef. Okay, it says, You see your friend's animal in distress. It needs to be helped. How far is this? Let's say you're, you're a mile away. Right? You, see, you see the animal. Do you have to go walk all the way to, to help? The pasuk says, You bump into the animal. You're, you're mamash right there. Oh, you tell me that's how close you have to be? Anything less than bumping into the animal, you don't have to help? So how do you reckon? Is it kitre or is it kitifga? So it has to be a re'iyah that's close enough like a pigiah. What is that? Shiaro chachamim echad b'sheva o mechsa b'mil. One-seventh? And a half of a meal. Okay. They say it's about 160 meters. That's the way they calculate it. Which means, yeah, if you're that far away, you already have to run to help the guy. Further than that, even though you see him, you're too far. Okay. Vezehu ris. And by the way, they call it a ris. That's the shiur of a ris. Tana. Umededa imo ad parsa. Now once you load it, you have to walk with the guy a parsa. You want to make sure that it stays on. For the walk, already you can charge him. For the loading or unloading, that already you cannot charge. That's the question. Loading you charge or not. But once you do, let's say, load the animal, you cannot charge for loading the animal according to the to the rabbis. Oh, you can. Loading the animal, you can. Umadeda and the walking. Look at Ashi. Look at Ashi. Umadeda. It's going to be third, third line. Le'achar sheta'ino. Right? After you loaded it, shema ya'zor v'yipol. You're worried that what happened, the thing might fall off the, uh, fall off. So therefore the deen is, you're allowed to take sakhar for that situation. Right, he says, Afim inu osik b'melacha. Right, even if he doesn't have a job. He, he can't claim, well, I could have been working. 
Even if he's unemployed, for that walk, he can already charge. That's his job now. That's a straight. That's a straight. It's a lot. 72 minute walk. Wow. Yeah, four minutes. Right? That's about 72 minute walk. About an hour to 12 minutes. Okay. Matniti, next Mishnah. Avedatov, Avedat Abib. Okay. You have two objects over here in front of you. Your lost object and your father's lost object. You can only deal with one of them. Who comes first? Your lost object or your father's? Avedatov, Avedat Abib, Avedatok, Odemit. Yours comes first. Avedatov, Avedat Rabbo. Your lost object and your rabbi's lost object. Who comes first? Shiloh Kodem. Yours comes first. Avedat Abib, Avedat Rabbo. Your father and your rabbi. Shiloh Rabbo Kodemit. The rabbi's lost object. You can only do one. Return the rabbi's lost object. Why? Shabib Abib, 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 Your father brought you into this world. Your rabbi brings you to Alam Abba. Who do you owe more to? If your father is a hakam, they have the best of both worlds. Shall Abib Kodemit, and of course you help your father. Your father and your rabbi are carrying a load. First you help the rabbi. Then you help your father. Your father and your rabbi were in jail. First you redeem your rabbi. Then you redeem your father. If your father is a hakam, how do I know when it comes to lost objects, you come first. You come before your rabbi, you come before your father. You're not allowed to put yourself in a position that you're going to come to poverty. And therefore, you, know, you don't have an obligation to just uh, let your, uh, your objects get lost. Even at the expense of your father's item. You come first when it comes to monetary issues. However, Rabbi Yudah says, you better not practice this. And there's certain things that are halakha, but don't practice it. Anybody that fulfills this, he'll end up becoming an ani. Which means, anybody that takes his object before his rabbi, or before his father's object, and he doesn't go above and beyond the letter of the law, he'll get cursed and he'll become an ani. Which means there's certain things, the law is the law. But uh, sometimes you have to be a little more uh, 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 strict. And the law, like she says, she says, even though the Torah doesn't demand them, and not to say, oh, my goods come first. It's your father. Unless it's a big uh, loss. And if he's always a dek-dek, he's meticulous when it comes to this, worrying about his objects before anybody else's. He throws off his shoulders the obligation of giving the Torah. And he's going to need the people. Okay, what does it mean a rabbi? We said the rabbi comes first, that you give him his lost object first. Rabbi comes first, uh, that you take him out of jail first. Uh, so the question is, what is rabbi? What's the gadir of rabbi? Tarabanan, we have many opinions of there. Rabbosha Amru, Rabbosha Nimdo Chokma. Chokma, as she says, Sevarat Ta'amea Mishnah, the interpretations of the Mishnah. Ulavin, they understand the Mishnah Yot, Shelo Yu Sotrot Zoetzu. He'd rabbi teach you how to answer up 
the contradictory Mishnayot, the Ta'ami Yisur Veter, and the rationale behind the Mitzvot, and the Yisur Veter, the Chayyub Vepetur. Vehu Nikhra Gemara. In our language, it's called Gemara. What is Gemara, basically? It's an interpretation of the Mishnayot. So therefore, the rabbi that we're talking about, not any rabbi, the a rabbi that teaches you Gemara. That's Chokhmah. Wherever the majority of your wisdom came from, that's your rabbi. Even if your majority wisdom is, is Chumash or Mishnah, the rabbi that taught you majority of wisdom, whatever the topic is, he's your rabbi. Even if he only enlightened you, on one Mishnah, Zehu Rabbo, that's already considered your Rabbi. Amarava, Kegon Rav Sechora, like Rav Sechora, the Asberan, he explained to me one item in the Mishnah in Kelim. Zohama Listeron, there's a certain Keli. And Rabbi didn't know what the Keli was. So Rav Sechora explained uh, uh, to, to him, uh, to Rava, it's talking about a ladle that they use to clean the foam off the food. Sometimes when the pot has foam on it, so a certain ladle they would shave the, the foam off the... Uh, so, they're talking a certain keli. So he explained to me that that item is Zohamal Listeron. Faith by Rabbi. That's it, he has a deen of Rabbi. Even if he explained one clarification in Mishnah. Shemuel karat maneh Shemuel once ripped his clothes after a rabbi died. He made kiri'ah. The asbereh when the rabbi explained to him one Mishnah that says, when the Kohen opens the gates of the Beit HaMikdash, it says he has to stick his hand into the lock up to his armpit, because the lock is on the inside. So he has to stick his hand in to open the lock from the inside. That's the first door. Echad, what's the language? Echad. Yored le'amat ha-shechi. It goes all the way to his armpit. You have to stick his hand in the wall. And in the second door, it's easy. The lock's on the outside almost. It's going to open it on the, very quickly. Just to get into the Beit HaMikdash in the morning to clean up the, 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 the Mizbeah, things like that. So he explained to one Mishnah what that means. So therefore, he says, when, Sh- when Shemuel saw that rabbi died, he made Kiri'afin. Amar Ula, Kamidei HaChachamim Shebebabel, Omdim Zeh Mepnezeh, Bekorim Zeh Alzeh. Used to learn together in the Beit Midrash. So everybody was learning from each other. So when somebody would die, all the other rabbis would make kiri'ah for that person, and they would all stand for each other. Everybody considered each other their rabbi. However, when it came to halakha, like aveda, when it came to the rabbi, they held like the, the rab muvhak business. What's rab muvhak? Rab Muvak is the primary, the primary rabbi that taught him the majority of his wisdom. Who's that like? Rabbi Yehuda. Right? Not only Gemara, but the majority of the wisdom. That's what they held in Babel. Okay. Wow, this is the story. Rav Hazda asked the question to Rav Huna. Rav Hazda was a student of Rav Huna. So he asked Rav Huna like this. Talmid v'tzadich lo rabbo mai. A student that his rabbi needs him. Which means the student has a lot of chokhmah. And the rabbi asks the student for clarity sometimes. So in that case over there, what do you, what do you consider? Which means, 
is the student, is that rabbi considered his rabbi? Because really the, the, the could be the rabbi that has to, could be the student is considered the rabbi of the rabbi. Because he enlightens him in his understanding of things. Now, Ravuna took this wrong. Ravuna thought, he was talking about him, as if he's saying, like me, like me to you. Uh, I'm like your rabbi. Because uh, I enlighten you in the uh, understandings. So Ravuna tells him, I don't need you. You need me. You need me until you're 40 years. Until you're 40 years old. That's when a person uh, comes to his own wisdom. Anyway, they, they, got, they were makpeed on each other. Avonah was angry at Rav Hazda for saying as if Rav Hazda is his rabbi. So it says, They did not go to each other. They stopped, they stopped talking, they didn't, they didn't go into each other. So Rav Hazda fasted 40 fasts. Because he made Avonah feel bad. So as Kapara, he fasted 40 days. Yativ Ravuna Rabain Ta'anita, and Ravuna fasted 40 days, Mishum the Hajdil Rav Hazda, because he suspected Rav Hazda didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. He thought he's talking about him. So he got angry at him. And he didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. So he fasted 40 days as well. Wow. Okay. That's what it seems they did. At the end, when they fasted, they made up. Itmar. When it comes to a rabbi, what's a rabbi? Rabbi Yudah. Rav Chokmato. Whatever the Chokmah is. Rav Acha Barav Una Marav Shashat Alaka Kirbi Yoseh. What was the Yoseh's Shita? Wow, even if he explains you one Mishnah. Umiya Marav Yohanan, okay? Did Rabbi Yohanan say that the Alaka Zakir Bi Yudah? We know Rabbi Yohanan always goes with Stam Mishnah. And we have a Stam Mishnah of Itnan. Rabbo Shilimdo Chokhmah. Oh, that's the Mishnah, by the way. Our Mishnah says Rabbo Shilimdo Chokhmah. What do we say Chokhmah is? Chokhmah is Gemara. So how are you telling me Rabbi Yohanan holds like Rabbi Yosei, even if he explained you one Mishnah? Oh, oh, oh my Chokhmah, I'm sorry. And what is, uh, what is Chokhmah? Asa, you what it says? Shilimdo Chokhmah. What's the question? Ah, it's time is like Rabbi Meir. Chokhmah, we said it's Gemara. So how you tell me Rabbi Yohanan that the Lakas like Rabbi Yosef? Oh, he said Rabbi Yudah. I'm Rabbi Yudah. I'm sorry. Rabbi Yohanan said Rabbi Yudah, which is Rav Chokhmah. But the Mishnah says Chokhmah, which is Masma Gemara. And the answer no. What the Mishnah means is my Chokhmah, Rav Chokhmah. The Mishnah that said Rabbi Yudah means Rav Chokhmah exactly like Rabbi Yudah. So Rabbi Yohanan is consistent. He goes like the Stam Mishnah. Tell me, Banan. Okay. Ha'oskin b'mikra. Guys that just learned Humash. Mikra. Pasuk. Mida. It's a good, good mida. It's good. But uh, ve'ena mida. But uh, it's a measure, but it's not a full measure. Why? Rashi says, look at the Rashi. Ve'ena mida. Bottom Rashi is there. Shem mishnah v'gemara yafin mimena. 
Learning Mishnayot and Gemara is more important than just learning Mikra. The Torah is written. But if you don't review Mishnah and Gemara, in those days it was Ba'alpeh. You're going to forget. And you weren't allowed to write it. Once already people start to get weak in their memories, so the Gemara is saying, listen, you really have to put more effort in the Mishnah and the Gemara in order to retain it. But Torah Shavich Tav is written. Torah Shavich Tav is those that learn Mishnah, it's a good Midah, and they get reward. Now she says, nothing. Gemara! Those that study Gemara, there's no greater Midah than that, there's no greater measure. Why? Look at that she. Because you cannot understand Mishnayot unless you have Gemara. You have two Mishnayot that argue on each other. So you need the Gemara to come along and say, Harbi Uda, Harbi Meir. Right? You know the author is, you know, you change the Gisaot and things like that. So Gemara is the whole, uh, the whole understanding of the Torah Shavah Pes. So Gemara. So Gemara says, the Gemara says here that the best midah is those that study Gemara. Then it says, Ul olam haveratz le Mishnah yotem in Gemara. But you should run to study Mishnah yot more than Gemara. I have a contradiction. Haguf hakasha. Amat be Gemara and the chamid hagadolam be mizu. Vadar amat olam haveratz le Mishnah yotem in Gemara. Make up your mind. You just told me Gemara is the best. Then you think you should run to study Mishnayot? Amar Biyohanan Bimer Bi Nishnit Mishnah Zu This was studied in the Tazar Ben Wakadosh. What happened in Tazar Ben Wakadosh? Shavku Kula Amma Matnitin Everybody stopped learning Mishnah. The Azlu Batar Gemara Everybody in his time started to study Gemara. So, and Mishnayot were being neglected. So, Hadar, Dar, Ashleu, Ulam Abiratz, Mishnayot, Tamir, Gemara. Which means, really, Gemara is the main item. No, which means just Mishnayot. What happened was, she's going to give us the history now, it's a very important history. Let's read the Ashit, we'll read it then once. Look at the Ashit, top line. Bimera B, Nishtit, Mishnazu. Hadik, Tani, Gemara, and the Chamidah, Gedulamizu, that which said the Gemara is the best item. Once the students of Shemayim Hill, those were the early Tanaim, when they had a lot of students, three generations of Talmidim, Rabbu Mahloket Batura. Hillel and Shemayim themselves only argued on three things. But the students, as they went on, they were forgetting. And there was many Mahlokot in Klai Wow. The religion looked like there was two Torahs. This one says this, this one says that. And why was this happening? Because the conditions of studying Torah were very difficult. There was government pressures, gizirot, It was very hard to clarify halakha, because of the conditions of society, of the world. Until came, Antoninos, Melech Romi. 
So we know uh, Antoninus, right, Marcus Aurelius they call him, he was the Roman Caesar, he was very fond of Rabbi Kadosh. So in his time there was a great uh, flourishing of Torah. The B. Nasi gathered all the rabbis of Israel. Until the B. came, there was no such thing as a system of Mishnayot. System of, of uh, you know, uh, 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 um, an order. And now what one? Any student that heard a Hadush from somebody that was greater than him, Garsa, he repeated it till he remembered it. And he wrote a little like uh, notes. To remember it. That was called Braitot. They would just write little notes of their Hadushim. Mishu Ploni. The name of Mishem Ploni. Oh, now all the rabbis got together all their notes. So now the Biyudan Nasi was able to compile and make all the Shitot. Amar Kolechad Mashashama, Venatu Lev Lebarer Tamem Machlok, and they started to give the explanation of the Machlokot. The very immediate when they came in, who should we follow? Who's the Alakha? Vesidrua Masichtot. And they started to make an order. They put the laws of damages by themselves. The laws of Yibama, for example, and Abihudad wrote Mishnayot, and he chose one opinion out of the Machloket. And he wrote the Mishnayot according to one opinion. And he wrote one halakha. In order to make Christ unified again, instead of making it like two Torot. Which means that was what happened in the times of Rabbi. What they were involved really was, they were studying Gemara. The Mishnah was just a compilation of all the pool that they had with all the notes of the Braithot and the Tosefto, whatever they, information they had. He compiled it all together, gave a bottom line, Halakha, where he felt. Was the person? So therefore, in the Chamidah Gedol Menu. But what happened? Shavku kol amam atitina. She says, "Milachzor al girsat mishnatam." The people were too involved now in the pilpul of the Gemara, and they weren't reviewing the language of the Mishnah. So therefore, they said, "What?" In the Chah, and that's the Mishnah Yotim the Gemara. In order that the people shouldn't neglect studying a Mishnah Yot, so they shouldn't forget the text. So therefore they, they said, you know what? Study, uh, always went to the uh, Mishnah. It was different times. In the beast time, Gemara was the key. Because he clarified all the Bachlokot. But don't neglect the Mishnah. So after the beast time, it said, Le'olam Yerats, the Mishnah. Okay, let's just finish the Perek. My Darush. What's the Darush here? Which means, originally you told me Gemara is the best item. Why? Where do you get that from? Kedarish to be Yudab, it'll be Elahim. My Dikhtib. Tell my nation their sins. And to the Go tell me, who's my nation? God's nation. God's nation is the rabbis. Tell them their sins. Wow. When a rabbi makes a mistake, it's considered intentional. You know why? Because he could have learned. He should know. He knows how to learn. He should have uh, clarified. Means he didn't learn correctly. Wow. Oh. And she says, They should have clarified the Mishnayot. Ulmet Yaakov hatotam elu ammeha ares. 
That's referring to the the ignoramus of Klai Yisrael. Shezidonot Na'asot them kishkego The opposite. Their intentionals become like unintentional. Because they never learned. How are they supposed to know anything? That's why Gemara is very important. Because without studying Gemara, you're not going to know the law. From the Mishnah alone, you cannot know the law. And you're going to make mistakes. At Tamidah Khamim, Shalom, it's considered Shogeg is like a Mezid. Be very careful in learning the Talmud correctly. A mistake in the Talmud is an intentional. Why does she says? explains the If you hear a Mishnah from your Rabbi, his question it so you have it clear. So you know who says it. So you know what Allah is like. If you made a mistake in the halakha, after you studied Talmud, but you Talmud, because you know the logic. You gave the wrong reasoning. So you compared the case of the Mishnah to your case, and therefore you don't know the case of the Mishnah so good, therefore you made a, a, a wrong analogy. Right. He didn't clarify, you should have clarified. She says, You should have learned to ask your rabbi. What does it mean in the Pasuk? Listen to the word of God. What is Hared? Those that tremble at his word. Who are those people? Again, they study Mishnah, they study Gemara, she says. Imru, Ahichem, say to your brothers, who are the brothers? Elu Ba'alim Mikra. Those are the people that just study Humash, they're your brothers. Sona'achem, and those that hate you. Who hates the rabbis that study Gemara? Elu Ba'alim Mishnah. Those are the guys that just study Mishnayot. That she says, they hate the ones that study Gemara. Because the ones that study Gemara, they knock the guys that study Mishnah. They call them Mibbalei Olam. You're the destroyers of the world. Because the guy that just studies Mishnah without Gemara, he comes out with the wrong conclusions. So therefore, the Pasuk refers to Masona Achim. Minadichim. Those that are like Nida. Like excommunicated. Like a Nida. Elu Amea Aris. Those are the Amaris. So she says, She tamid hachim sunim. Hachim hate the Amaris. They hate him like a nida. Shema tomar pasak sevram ubatil sikuyam. Maybe you're going to say that even these Amaris guys and these Mishnah guys, when Mashiach comes, they're not going to have any hope. Which means maybe they're going to be ashamed when Mashiach comes. Tamud lomar. No, they rejoice also. Maybe you'll say that she, which means when it says simhatchem, it means achachem, sonachem, menadechem. All these people, the guys that study mikra, guys that study mishnah, tamaaris, kulanu nirev simhatchem. So what's the Gemara's question over here then? Shema Tomar Yisrael Yiboshu. 
Why would I say that? Israeli Boshu? Ah, which means maybe later on, Claudius is going to be ashamed for certain things when after Mashiach comes. Even though it'll be a Simcha initially, but maybe later on it'll lead to a certain shame. Tamud Lomar, Vehem Yiboshu, Of Dekochavim Yiboshu, Yisrael Yismachu. Goim are going to be ashamed. She says, "Vehem yiboshu otam shem ovdei kuchavim shenam imenu venam kreim Hashem Israel hem yiboshu Israel ismachu baruch adonai olam amen amen adrach adan adach elu metziot."